What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Town the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, another week of football is upon us. Another week of football is in the rearview mirror. Uh, so let's get down to business. Let's talk some more football this week. What do you say? Let's do it. So we will uh, we'll get into our show tonight, but we can't start the show off tonight without um, thanking our veterans, such as Alex, for their service. Um, so if you're a veteran that listens to the show, we thank you for uh, your sacrifice you've made to, to keep America great and safe. So, Alex, we thank you for your service uh, as we celebrate Veterans Day 2020. Thank you. Much appreciated. And uh, thank you to all my fellow vets. Now, uh, before we before we get further along in the show, though, Alex, you got to tell the listeners uh, some of the some of the news, what you're getting into, uh, <laughs> why we're why we're going to be switching our recording time to, to Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays. What a, let the listeners know what you got going on. Yeah, man, I, um, I told you guys a little bit about it. There hasn't been an official announcement or anything yet, but we're um, kind of. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's hard to talk about. I'm in the middle of a program right now that is uh, being developed and centralized around helping vets, um, specifically with uh, PTSD. Um, Which is a big deal. So congrats to being a part of that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's uh, I'm excited about it, though. I'm sure there'll be an announcement soon officially with the organization I'm working with. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to getting that out there and. Um, you know, hopefully providing a, a, a bigger outlet for, for other vets like myself. So it's, uh, Absolutely. it's good fun. Deal. Yeah. Good deal, man. Good. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be great for you and great for everybody to get to work with. So we'll be, we'll be switching up talking football uh, on Tuesday nights now. So the show will be available on Wednesdays um, as opposed to talking football Wednesdays with the show available on Thursdays. So everything just moves up a a day in the week, but we're still going to get football out there. So, with that being said, boys, it is our our time, uh, our drink of the night. Uh, we can't we can't do this show without our 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 sponsors, uh, String Sports Brewery and Engine Fifteen Brewery. We thank them. So, in honor of um, Veterans Day, I've got a uh, Veterans United Raging Blonde Ale. All right, well played, well played. That's uh, yeah. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I try, I try to go with themes. I'm trying to change it up. I just, it just made too much sense not to go on Veterans Day without Veterans United Brewery. I, I mean, that's well played, better than me. I got a good old Bush Latte, but it isn't an American flag koozie, so at least I got that going for us. Oh, American flag koozie. You know, sometimes they have the camo hunting cans, so you're good. Yeah, I mean, what do you got, Alex? You know. I got my usual. <laughs> uh, I got about 10, 10, 12 ounces of tequila ready to go. <laughs> All right. Let's talk some, <laughs> let's talk some football. Then, let's boys, get it going. Kudos so to let's, uh, putting up with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to get Jose Cuervo to freaking sponsor us. So I can get a bottle every week. <laughs> How about that? Wouldn't that be something? Huh? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll drink some Cuervo. Yeah, absolutely. If they're gonna if they're gonna pour it on us for free, absolutely. So we will uh, give us a shout oh, out. Yeah, Quer- Quervo is Quervo's delicious. Uh-huh. No doubt about it. We can make that an official drink for sure if they're willing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. So our our magical land that is college football. We'll uh, we'll recap that um, and then get into the previews this week. So uh, obviously the Maction, the Mac started. Early last week on Tuesday and Wednesday, the lots maximum. of craziness there. Um, but uh, Friday night, you had your Friday Degenerate special. Miami played NC State. Miami got out of there with the win, Matt, but uh, they probably they probably had you sweating a little bit at, uh, during that game. Yeah, that was a close um, one. That would be putting it lightly. Uh, that was definitely <laughs> not quite what I expected, but then again, NC State really isn't a bad team, so – I mean, their record was four and two for a reason. Um, yeah, Derrick King had over five hundred total yards of offense and five touchdowns. I mean, uh, we can't be too surprised, right? Though, I mean, Miami, I mean, Miami, Miami only beat Virginia by five, so they've had two uh, really close games. Okay, okay. 
It's because yeah, I mean, at least they're at least they're pulling them off. Though. Yeah, yeah, they're Miami, getting the a win. Miami team that probably would have found a way to lose some of these close games a few years ago. <laughs> That's where you you literally, you took it out of the Canes fans' mouth. That's the one <laughs> thing as Canes fans that I think anybody who else is listening that is where we can have a little bit of glimmer of hope is like there's these games that yes, the Mark Richt run we had those, but they weren't the same kind of wins in my opinion. Um, like these are gritty out, but there's also you're seeing certain guys on display and not just Derek King. So, um, yeah, my boy, uh, Mike Harley, fellow Aquinas alumni had a huge game, including that game winning touchdown with three minutes left. I'm, I'm been really excited about this friggin' D line. Um, well, it's potential that, uh, uh, not only Rousseau who's sitting out as a first round pick, but, uh, same with Quincy, Quincy Roche could be a first round pick. Uh, I think he made a candidacy for uh, being a possible first rounder after uh, last week and putting that into the stat total. He's uh, definitely been playing some good football, and uh, I'm excited to see what they do this week. So we'll get in yeah. a little later on. Yeah, we will. They'll have a big one. So some of the other uh, some of the other notables, obviously the cocktail party between Florida and Georgia. <laughs> Florida finally uh, got over the hump. Mullen got his first win. They laid it on Georgia, um, 44-28. It didn't start out uh, pretty, but uh, Trask and the offense got humming along 24 points in the second quarter alone, and then they just kind of threw it in neutral in the second half, which I didn't really care for. I would have loved to continue to pound him into submission, but it's fine. We got the win, which is all that really matters. Uh, So the Gators' path to Atlanta is clear, and they hold the – all the power in their hands, so they just need to continue to do their job the rest of the season. So a big, big win there, and it was great because uh, I didn't have anybody barking at me uh, for the first time in a while during that game. So been barking at you? Yeah, no, no, nobody barking at me. So it was, it was a, a unique uh, home tailgate experience. Next year, hopefully, the cocktail party's back to normal, um, but also uh, meaning the Gators win. So I'm, I'm glad. Uh, Florida's offense did what I thought they could do. Uh, the defense stepped up enough once they got settled into the game, and so a big win for the Gators. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it was it was definitely a good one, man. It's. Uh, I didn't get to watch it, obviously. You know, where I was, I was in you know Disney and stuff, but it was it was good. I got to flip on the game every now and then, uh, walking around Animal Kingdom and uh, checking the score and seeing where it was at. I got. They so, got pretty pretty upbeat towards the end. Do, do you guys have a forwarding address in uh, Buena Vista yet? <laughs> uh, maybe one day, right? Yeah, so man. One, you know, we'll get there. You know, that's not really my retirement goals, but we won't get into that. We'll, yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. I'll tell you what, though, Florida. You know, as a as a non Florida fan, I I did like what I see it as a neutral observer in that game. Um, like you said, I mean, I think they probably could have put a couple more points on the board for sure, but. It dominated. It showed that Florida is like, hey, you know what? We're legit. This isn't any kind of fluke thing. We've got good players. I don't know how, but they've apparently uh, replenished their receiving core like to its uh, a T. So that's great. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have they're gonna be losing a bunch of those guys to the NFL. So I mean, they're gonna have to figure it out after this year. They got to some guys. I thought they were getting some catches during the Georgia game. Yeah, there's some there's some young guys. I mean, they, listen, they've got talent everywhere on offense right now. The defense has got to catch up to the offensive talent, and Mullen's got to keep uh, developing these kids. But he certainly seems like he's the right man for the job. So Gator Nation should be pleased by that. They obviously should be pleased by the fact that the, the path is set for them to go to Atlanta if they just take care of their business. Uh, that's all you can ask for right now. Um, it's been a while since I think Gator fans should uh, should um, say that they expect to be in Atlanta. But I think now and moving forward, they should be expecting uh, to at least compete and be in Atlanta. So good win for them. Um, the other big game was later on that night, number one, Clemson, number four, Notre Dame. There was no uh, Lawrence for Clemson at quarterback. Notre Dame pulls off the upset in double overtime, forty-seven to forty. It was a, it was a great game. It was a classic game. Um, it was one that the three of us had talked about, saying that if Notre Dame was ever going to get Clemson and pull off the upset, this was the week. Yep. And sure enough, uh, the Irish did it, um, vaunting them obviously further ahead in the in the rankings and giving them the the leg up to get into the ACC championship game. So that was a big time win for them. Um, Ohio State rolled over Rutgers, no sweat there. Same with Cincinnati and Texas A&M, some of the other top 10 teams that played. 
Oregon's debut in the Pac-12, no sweat over Stanford. Um, Indiana against Michigan, a battle of two ranked teams in the Big Ten. Indiana wins 38-21. They're 3-0. Michigan's 1-2. OK State took care of Kansas State, but barely. So uh, they they stay um, a top 15 team again for another week. And then uh, some of the other uh, notables, uh, Pitt and FSU, Seminole fans can't be too happy. Uh, They got plastered by Pitt. Um, so that's that's a painful one. Uh, they know it's a rebuild, but it looks like the, the Florida State rebuild is going to be a little bit longer than what was hoped for. And then um, once again, a, a Virginia battle, Liberty uh, upsets Virginia Tech in uh, Blacksburg, 38-35. Um, and, and so we'll, um, we'll get into Virginia Tech because obviously that's who Miami is playing this week. So some some good games um, that that happened uh, this past week, but as we move forward to this week, boys, before we get into it, what did we learn in the in the land of college football uh, this past week? Ooh. Oh, I'll let I've you got, go first. I've got one that's kind of more just like we can throw it out there, shelve it for later in the year, and see if it's really true, or talk about it after we all say our first one. Because um, I think it's just food for thought. I think you're seeing in college football that the defense is behind the curve. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. It's right. it's off it's offensively uh, dominated for sure. Not that to say that there's not good defensive players and everything, but defense is certainly behind stopping it. And I mean, rules have something to do with yeah. it. I think preparation has something to do with it. I agree. In uh, schemes. And then I think, you know, obviously elite talent. I think uh, some of the better football players in terms of just overall talent play play offense. So yep. you're just certainly, seeing – certainly is part of it. You're just seeing some teams that are traditionally good at defense. Like, I mean, yeah, Alabama's had some good games, but even their defense, like you're not threatened by the Alabama defense right now. It's the offense. It's, you know, just, yeah. there's good defense being played. Don't get me wrong. I think you're seeing some – exceptional defense being played, uh, but it's still like, it definitely seems like it's behind a curve. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you what I learned Go this weekend. It, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't about my team, but it was about the, the team that my team played and that's Georgia. <laughs> I learned that Georgia with all of their top five recruiting classes under Kirby smart does not have a quarterback on their roster. That's what good, I learned. Yeah. Good, good, good Lord. Between, Bennett, who was their starter, and he's a walk-on. Dewan Mathis, who came in in that game, true freshman, poor kid. He's just not ready to play. Right. No clue what's going on with JT Daniels, who was the big-time recruit at USC, who transferred after an ACL injury. And then you got the five-star true freshman out of Jacksonville, Carson Beck, who there's nothing wrong with him. But apparently, none of those guys who – didn't get in the game are good enough to play. And the guys who were in the game are not good enough to be playing on that team in that conference. So what I learned is that Georgia football does not have a quarterback on their roster. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yep. I would, I would, I would have to agree there. Um, I, I think that, you know, ultimately what I learned is that, you know, we, I, I said it, two weeks ago and y'all thought it was crazy when I brought it up that Clemson really is what, what they are with just Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the guy they have, I get, he was a top prospect coming in and he looks like he's going to be the guy going forward. But um, to watch them take a defeating loss like that, regardless of it being double OT, I mean, that this guy's going to have to figure out a hump and, and get it moving for them to continue their success. Oh, um, I love you right. brought that up. I love that you brought that up. Why? Because literally the biggest thing that I was going to say that I learned outside of the defense is that straight up, I don't care, Uagalele or however you say it, Uagalele, whatever it is, I actually think it's going to be the literal not miss a beat replacement for Lawrence. Yes, they got a loss. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, but they're not, they're used to playing. Trevor Lawrence ball, not his ball. So until they can figure out how to do that, which they're not going to be able to do the season now that they're getting Trevor Lawrence back. But so long as they can figure out how to do that, if he decides to, you know, commit to the draft and go into the NFL, 
they're going to have to figure out a whole new system that works for this guy, or they're not going to be as successful as they have been the last couple of years. Okay. You didn't, I mean, the kid's already thrown for 800 yards in two weeks, four touchdowns, no turnovers. I, I mean, mean, he's like, I think like, that's, that's not shocking. He played Boston college <laughs> and then obviously Notre Dame doesn't have a good defense, but they have a freaking ridiculous offense. So you keep up with it. So all I'm saying is to be completely honest, I learned that Clemson's legit. They are not the Trevor Lawrence and company. They are Clemson yeah. and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I don't care. I even after a loss, I'm still saying that because they are a legit team. Notre Dame's is good this year. Their offense is just clicking. They are good. Bottom line. Yeah, and those two teams are going to probably get a rematch yes. in the title game Absolutely. in the ACC. Yeah. And uh, you know, Lawrence will be back by then, so it'll be interesting to see how round two goes if uh, if Goldilocks is the quarterback. I'm going to, for that one, I, I would definitely side with Matt's point on uh, Clemson oh. not missing a beat when it goes from Lawrence to Uyagalele. Um, I think that kid will just be uh, the next the next big thing for them and probably in three years be talked about as the first overall pick. So we'll see. I, I but uh, they will they will have to – um, they will have to scheme to his strengths uh, once he takes over the helm. Um, so that'll certainly be a little bit of an adjustment, but I think the kid's got uber talent um, and he'll be, he'll be just picking up where Lawrence left off. So we'll see, but uh, good, good points, boys. Uh, let's get into some of these games this week. We um, we've obviously already had some, some Mac action earlier in the week, but let's uh, let's highlight some of the, uh, the more notable games, we'll start with uh, we'll start with those Canes. We talked about Vatek getting upset by Liberty again. This one's in Blacksburg. It's uh, it's actually the the time that Matt prefers. It's the noon game on Saturday, uh, so so Matt doesn't have to wait for a uh, a nighttime blackout in Blacksburg. Well, um, some somehow though, Matt, and you you might have to explain this to me. I I like to think that I know Las Vegas, um, but Vatek. <laughs> It's four and three overall. Miami's obviously six and one, ranked ninth in the country. Vatek just lost at home to Liberty. Miami's a two-point road underdog. I'm good with it. I think it's absolutely nuts. I think it's Miami is the dog in this game. I have no why. Vegas has Vatek minus two, and they're doing a and they've got a predictive score of 35-28 Vatek. They actually think Vatek's gonna cover the spread by a touchdown. Yeah, I, I I think Vegas is trying to get some sucker bets. To be completely honest, I mean, I listen, think that's a sucker I'm, bet, I'm and that's about, not a I'm homer about to bet. Log into my account right now and hammer Miami plus the two, dude, that, and take uh, them on the money line. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's not even. We're not even talking about being biased because I'm a Canes fan. Like that is absolutely yeah. disrespectful by Vegas, and that is a that sucker bet one hundred and one right there. Is yeah, I will. I won't be surprised though. I won't be surprised that by the time eleven thirty or kickoff at noon rolls around, that this spread may even be a pick 'em um, because plus two right now for for Miami. My, if you're giving giving Miami two points, people are going to be like me and they're going to say yes, please. Where yeah. do I sign? It's weird. So it's like. For a noon game for Miami, I'm like, this is actually good for them. Where, like, to me, if I could see them maybe being the, the road dog in Blacksburg, if, say, they were playing the NC State Friday night game that they just played. But the fact that they're playing a Saturday at noon, I'm like, that's normal travel. Well, and they're ranked nothing. ninth in the country. I mean, tell I don't, me, how do you have an unranked team versus the ninth-ranked team in the country, and you're telling me the ninth-ranked team is an underdog? And you cannot tell me that Miami isn't even – close to being at least a actual top 10 team like they're yeah, maybe they yeah, need to be nine but they are definitely in the conversation of being a top 10 top 12 legit i mean dude they're only they're only losses to trevor lawrence so i, mean, I agree come on now oh i so I agree but we'll uh we'll see we'll, we'll keep, look at i'll have to be uh watching yeah, we'll that look at it because that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting come kickoff so yeah, I'll be here's another one at uh i'm the Amelia yeah for before the wedding <laughs> that's right there you go so here's here's a battle in the Big Ten of two name brand schools, and they're just awful. Penn State zero and three, Nebraska zero and two. Um, they're they're terrible, but I gotta believe Penn State has enough talent to win the game, even on the road. We'll see there. Um, it, I mean, my God, if you're if you're a Penn State or a Nebraska fan or alum, and you got those two matching up, you're zero and five. Uh, I hope you I hope you've got an eighteen pack of beer. 
while you watch. So well, they're also we'll, stuck in like 1982 still in football. Tournament. Yeah, they need to get out. They need to get out of there. So like, we'll we'll see how that goes. I, I'll be watching the Canes game at noon, so I could care less about that Big Ten battle. But we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting just to see who finally gets off the Schneid and wins one. But uh, three thirty. Let's see what Notre Dame does for an encore. They got to go to uh, Boston College, who at five and three, they're a pesky team. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is a thirteen and a half point favorite. I- I'm not expecting a letdown from Notre Dame, but um, I-, I don't expect the the battle of the Catholics to be a a one sided affair. I think BC will at least hang tough for a little bit. I mean, you got to yeah. remember. Notre Dame did have that stinker against Louisville 12 to 7 earlier in the year so I think they're they always learned. good for one of those awkward ones. See, I think Notre Dame took that and they've used that as fuel to uh kind of get where they are now to be honest. And I, I think I think Boston College will handle That's quite like possible. two and a half quarters. They'll, they'll maybe look okay after halftime, but Notre Dame will probably kick it in a little. This one is going to go one of two ways. Either Notre Dame is going to boat race them or yeah. And <laughs> Or, or it's going to be a four-quarter battle where you're scratching your head and you're like, how's Notre Dame only up four in the fourth? That's, that's what it's going to be. It's either going to be a boat race or a battle. No no in-between. Def- Boston College is definitely pesky decent, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So uh, back, uh, back out to the, the Pac-12 out west, um, we'll see uh, some, of these, some of these teams. Um, I know last week we saw – you know, USC and Arizona State play, and and obviously um, Arizona State took down US uh, or didn't take down USC, almost took down USC, only lost by a point. So now USC gets the other state university, uh, University of Arizona, who did not play. So we'll see if the Trojans can keep their um, their short season uh, going. The uh, the Oregon Ducks, the Quack Attack, they go to Pullman, Washington. They'll play against the Wazoo uh, Cougars. I would expect Oregon to, who looked pretty good against Stanford, to to roll there. Um, our Florida Gators, they've got the uh, the Felipe Franks uh, reunion game at nighttime down in the swamp against Arkansas. Who, um, if you're a gambler, the Gators are ranked sixth in the country. They're four and one. They've got an explosive offense. I don't expect I don't expect Arizona to be able to score. With Florida, especially with the way that Florida's been playing on both sides of the ball now, where the defense is starting to to catch up and be and be solid. Um, but I will say this: Arkansas is six and zero against the spread this year, and the spread is seventeen points. So, um, if you're looking at something, maybe Air, maybe Arkansas plus the seventeen. I, I personally think the Gators are gonna are gonna run away with them. I think they're getting ready to steamroll people towards Atlanta, but. 6-0 and against the spread is something that you can't ignore for Arkansas, so we'll see. I um, I don't expect to be unhappy after the end of the game unless I'm just being nitpicky. I think Florida, whether Pitts plays with the concussion or not, I think, like Matt said, there's too many weapons at wide receiver and running back, and Trask is, is on a Heisman uh, Trophy finalist type of pace right now. He is. So um, you got to give it to the kid. He may not. He may not look, you know, flashy or the most talented but i mean he's getting the job done and somebody in the nfl is going to notice that and and give him a chance but uh i expect the gators to 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 really man up and especially because it's felipe franks they're not going to sleepwalk they're going to want to uh they're going to want to challenge him just because they know him so well so it'll be interesting i'm to glad see. you brought that up because i was going to bring that up about florida if you guys think that uh homeboys uh you know been showing up enough to uh get some uh you know, credit for looking real good. Trask? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, here's my take on Trask. I don't think that he is a um, an elite. Like, when it comes no. to the NFL, I don't think he's an elite talent type of no. quarterback prospect. But I'll tell you what, just with the way that the NFL is, and if he keeps playing, he's going to play himself into a potential early second, late first round potential draft pick for a team that, is you know willing to develop them, uh, you know, and and see what they got. So I, I would um, I would give him that chance. You know, I, like I said, I don't think he's got um, you know Pro Bowl caliber nah. uh, written all over him, but I I think he might be an NFL quarterback. So we'll we'll see. I would agree. Now, now Florida State, NC State. Uh, this is 
Oof. I, I'll tell you what. This is where this is where Seminole Nation is right now. They're going to NC State. They're ten point road underdogs. NC State four and three, favored by ten points. Um, you can't figure out FSU because they've had games where they've they've been competitive, and then other games where they don't know how to play football. So, honestly, at this point with Norvell and that team, I think he's gonna he's gonna play all of his young guys that are bought into his system and his way of coaching and, and are in, in for the long haul with the program. So I, I can't really, can't really be confident in, in Florida state winning this game just because I think that Norvell is going to, going to give a lot of the guys um, a chance to play the young guys and see what he's got with the future. So see that, that game completely supports our conversation about Miami's spread and whatnot. Yeah. NC State's a nine and a half point favorite at home against a team that can't get out of their own way, and a team that just hung with the now number nine team. Okay, cool, Vegas. See you. Yeah, well, I, I would expect now Vegas. Vegas is interesting here because they've got the line at ten, but they only have the predictive score twenty twenty nine twenty two. So they don't think NC State's going to cover, which means they think FSU is going to give them fits. So. They've got the line big, but they don't think that the they don't think the cover is going to happen. So it'll be interesting. It's a night game. If you're if you're a Seminole fan, um, obviously you'll be watching because that's just what you do. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. Um, there's there's a couple others of note. Uh, well, you know, obviously Wisconsin's not playing uh, Michigan as uh, they still battle the COVID stuff, um, and then out out west you've got. Some uh, some teams getting ready to start up uh, start up their season like Washington um, as well on the Pac-12. So it'll be uh, it'll be a kind of a disappointing Saturday because there was postponements. So you know the Alabama LSU game postponed, um, Tennessee and Texas A&M postponed. So the SEC's got some some work cut out for them in terms of getting games rescheduled and figuring out those logistics. But um, still important games. Uh, that will shake out the uh, the college football landscape because let's face it, today is the twelfth, and the first rankings come out on uh, Wednesday the twenty fourth. So in in twelve days, we're going to have the first set of college football playoff rankings. So these next two these next two weekends are going to be big to see who the first four are because we know that um, being being the first four usually bodes well for who who ends up there. So we'll see, but it should be a another good uh, magical weekend in the world of college football so yes sir with, with that boys we will uh we'll transition over to the big boy league we'll recap what happened uh in the in the nfl um if you're a uh, san diego chargers of los angeles county fan um you got your soul removed from your exoskeleton um again this past week we'll get into that as we review so um matt was the uh was the beer money winner um, solid week, Matt. Eleven and three. I went eleven and three, but Matt actually hit the over on the on the Patriots Jets. Somehow, those two teams combined to Called score it. over fifty-seven. They scored what fifty-seven points in a game where the over/under was forty-one. Um, so go figure. Those two teams score. Life's too short to bet the under, children. Just remember. Um, so Matt, 11 and three, I went 11 and three, Alex, nine and five, my dad, eight and six, uh, for the year, my dad's 52 and 43, Matt, you're 78 and 55. You did pick up those two games on Alex, who is now 83 and 50. So Alex has a five game lead over Matt for second. And then I'm at 91 and 42. So I've got seven up on, um, seven up on Alex, excuse me, eight up on Alex. So we're, uh, we're gonna get. This is gonna get tight as the weeks go on. So let's uh, let's recap what happened uh, this past week in uh, in the NFL. It started off with the Thursday game. The Packers uh, handled the beat up 49ers no problem. The New York Football Giants of East Narrowly. Rutgers, New Jersey. Um, they they beat the Washington won, football team. Care. They beat the Washington football team. Uh, the Giants' defense stepped up huge, forced four five. turnovers in the game. So uh, chalk, chalk that one up to five, the Graham five and turnovers, the defense buddy. there. Five turnovers, special teams too. <laughs> That's right, the, the muff punt. Well, they recovered the fumble on it. It is a really turnover. Oh, yes, five, five turnovers. Oh, bull crap. 
It's still a turnover. Yeah, I know. I said it's still a turnover. I'm just saying they forced four. They got five. But um, the Falcons beat the Broncos. Uh, we can't figure out either one of those teams. The Bills stepped up and uh, and proved that they belong. Seattle went across country. Tons of points in that game. 78 total points. Give me that. The Bills. Hey, give me that. Bills outdueled the Seahawks. So Josh Allen versus Russell Wilson. Um, 44-34 there. Allen had a huge day, obviously, with over 400 yards passing, four total TDs, one on the ground. Titans beat the Bears. Um, Matt's, Matt's team in the NFC, the Bears scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. They tried to rally. It wasn't enough. Uh, the Ravens beat the Colts. Uh, the Colts um, got robbed on a couple of plays, the worst interception call um, yeah. ever in the history of the NFL. If you haven't seen it, get on <laughs> Get on Twitter. Oh, it's um, bad. Not that it, not that it mattered. Um, but you never know. No, it matters. Marcus Peters caught that ball. That definitely mattered, man. I don't think. I, I'll Peters it. definitely did not catch that. Yeah, ball. that that That's wasn't. That should have never been called. Indianapolis now there was another moment earlier in that game when um, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back, fumbled the ball, and the the Ravens picked it up and ran it back to the end zone for a touchdown. And on that return. Rivers tripped over the carpet that is the turf um, in their stadium, and the Ravens player just decided he's just going to hurdle right over Rivers, who had just tripped and fell on his own ass. Um, pretty, pretty good moment there if you're an NFL bloopers fan. So, um, Chiefs, Panthers, Chiefs did not cover the spread, ruined my parlay. They still beat the Panthers, Alex's <laughs> favorite team. Uh, Vikings are starting to get hot. They've won two in a row. They've beaten the Lions, Dalvin Cook is in the uh, discussion for NFL MVP. He had over 206 yards on the ground and two scores. Texans beat the Sad Cats 27-25. Deshaun Watson did just enough. Rookie Jake Luton uh, didn't look too bad. Over 300 yards, threw a touchdown, ran a touchdown, had a pick. Texans win by two. Uh, Those two teams are still a combined 3-13 and total, so sorry. Still sorry, teams. The Jaguars at least battled. Uh, show, gave the gave the yeah, man, that Alex went game. to the game, uh, an entertaining game at least. So that's always a good thing. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, Raiders thirty-one, Chargers twenty-six. Chargers scored a touchdown with one second left. Uh, NFL said no, incomplete pass. Take the points off the board. Chargers <laughs> suck it. Um, so they so they lose uh, another another one. Um, if the Chargers uh, rookie KJ. Hill doesn't muff the, the punt. The Raiders don't recover it in uh, scoring range and kick a field goal. Uh, the Chargers would have only needed a field goal on that drive to go down and win instead of scoring a touchdown. So football gods gave the middle finger to the Chargers. Um, Steelers, Cowboys, Cowboys battled with, uh, with Garrett Gilbert playing quarterback. Okay. Steelers still found a way to score 15 in the fourth and shut out the Cowboys in the fourth quarter and win 24-19. They're still the only undefeated team in the league, but that could change as we look into our previews. Uh, Tua time came at the right time again. Tua outdueled Kyler Murray, 34-31. Dolphins are 5-3 and three now. Another Swiss Saints, um, Saints absolutely just uh, took the Bucks to the woodshed. Uh, 38-3 to in what was an absolute snooze fest on Sunday Night Football, a game where you probably should have been locked in hoping for a, a great duel between two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Drew Brees says he may be the GOAT, but uh, I'm right there with him. Four touchdown passes. Yeah, I mean, they took away the close. running game. They had Buckingham. nothing, man. Yeah, well, listen, one team is obviously good. The other team is obviously flawed and streaky. I mean, listen, the Saints have beaten the Bucks both times now handily. And, I mean, the Bucks kicked a field goal with just over two minutes left in the game to avoid a shutout. So, that's what happened. And then the Monday night thriller, you know, between the Patriots and the Jets. Um, the Jets did everything they could to lose Trevor Lawrence. Um, and the Patriots said, we're going we're gonna to make sure that you stay in your position and, uh, and win the game. I thought maybe Belichick was going to throw the game so that he could keep Trevor Lawrence out of the NFC East but or AFC East, but he decided – we were going to win because we don't want to be the team. That I mean, you have to go and look at the, the box so. score on this game too, man. Like the Jets had this game in the bag in some ways, somehow it was like watching. Yeah. 13 yeah. to nothing. Patriots and they, and they the held them to, a, to, to a touchdown or less in each of the previous quarters. Like it, it made no sense to me how they just blew yeah. the game that way in the, in the fourth quarter. 
I tell you what, the one thing that I did notice is that the only guy Cam Newton can throw the ball to in New England is Jacoby Myers, who had a dozen. Yeah, that was a, that was a, yeah. So, so maybe New England's got one guy who can catch the football, but yeah, surprising game. Uh, If you're a Jets fan, like our buddy Mike, um, you still have your hopes for Trevor Lawrence. So it was an interesting, why do we know three Jets results? What's that? Why do we Uh, know three Jets fans? My uncle's a Jets fan. Yeah, Dave. I don't know. I mean, I you know, there's Dave's, New York, New York. I don't know if Dave's really like place, a Jets you know? fan Jets. anymore, though, man. He's been hanging out with a lot of Philly fans and repping them recently. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Well, all I know is uh, there's probably going to be a lot more Jet fans if they get Lawrence. So, oh boy. with that being said, boys, what did we learn about the NFL? Um, I learned that Anthony Lynn and Adam Gase probably should not be head coaches for much longer. Um, and that the Dolphins made the right call in, in putting Tua in to, to finish out the season. So you learn you learn two different things. Both are both are um, pretty um, pretty solid statements there. Gase and Lynn, um, in terms of being head coaches and the way that they're coaching their football teams right now. If you're the Jets, you can't. No, you can't yeah, keep I mean, Gase. you got to bring you a new coach a new in who's going to get Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick to to do his own thing. And then, yeah. and then you go and look at right. Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. I mean, that's that's no longer a talent issue. And I know you guys are injured and you guys are plagued by this and just haunted all season long. But when you lose, when you yeah, lose when you six lose games game and could be game. sitting at at really not six five games and it could be sitting at at freaking seven and one this season because because <laughs> your defense is is floundering, your play calling is floundering in the third and fourth quarter. I mean that. That to me screams a coaching problem when it's not a first year, when it's yeah, not a first year head coach, it's, right? It's certainly, this guy has been coaching for a while. So this isn't like a first year head coach in the NFL with a new team. This is a system they all know. And they're still struggling to find a way to win. It's like you guys are deliberately trying to find a way to lose the game. Well, well we do. We find new ways to lose every week. And that's the difference between a good team and a bad team. Good teams. Good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. Dude, there's so many injuries on a Chargers, though. I mean, every I get single that, but... year. for yeah. coaching. Yeah, but there's a, there is a true injury thing happening in San Diego or LA, whatever. I'm, ex- I'm acknowledging like... that. What I'm trying to say is that Anthony Lynn has been unable to get it done. Even when he's got future Hall of Fame quarterback Phillip Rivers on his team for so long, he still was unable to find a way to get it done despite the injuries. So for me, look, if if I'm the owner of the Chargers and I'm looking at the overall picture, I've got a young, very talented quarterback who's finding ways to keep our team in it and win. But unfortunately, the play calling flounders in the second half of every game. I'm going to be looking at a new head coach who's going to come in and utilize the shit out of Justin Herbert and what talent that team has. Well, they're not not utilizing him. It's just bad scheme and then the games, I guess. Or just a curse. But the Kobe enemy is the head coach of the Chargers, and I guarantee you they contend with the Chiefs in one year. Hey, you never you never know, man. I'll tell you what, if if the Chargers keep finding ways to lose lose uh close games, um, you have to take a look at at Lynn and and really evaluate does uh does he does he coach and put his guys in positions and get the most out of his guys to be close? No. Right now, the answer is no. So, Matt, what did you learn about the NFL? There's a lot of little little nitpicky things, but uh, I think we learned that uh, evidently Drew Brees is Tom Brady's yep. kryptonite. I'll tell you what, man. I mean? Yeah, the Saints. If the the Saints are the one team right now who I think, if if the Bucks. Do make the playoffs and the Saints face them again. Uh, they they just have their number, dude. It's it's very interesting to watch. Um, I think I, I think pro points been proven enough that Tom Brady is wasn't just a you know technically the New York or a New England system. Like he's got a lot of a talent, but he's clearly proving that he is Tom Brady. Um, and they were poised to win, and then here comes the uh, you know Saints who. Now starting to look a little bit more like they have the past couple of years. They looked a little off, a little shaky. Breeze looked a little yeah. shaky, and uh, he's, he's starting to, to get rhythm, it together, man. though. Yeah, he's starting to get it together. They're, like, they're being efficient and they're using their weapons, and the defense is playing. 
I, it's just incredible to see Tom Brady and Drew Brees, even though Brady didn't have a good game. Like they're like defying aging. It makes zero sense. Cause now Brees looked like he's like, okay, hold on. I'm still here. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. both of these guys are showing no, no really signs that they yep. can't play again next year. Oh, Dude, it's. I think that's. So I think we're learning. So that, you may you may have you may have Breeze Brady uh for two more rounds next season too. So who, who knows? I very yeah. You got to think now that Tom Brady's lost twice to Drew Brees this year. You know he's going to want to play him again. He's going to force yeah. Brees to come back. Brady, I mean, Brady, Brady and Brees like, are going to come back next year. Brady's going to be looking like Miley Cyrus. I came in like a wrecking Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I learned uh, about the NFL this week is that my bold prediction is still alive. Um, and and then I also learned that um, the the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, although they're eight, zero, aren't the best team in the NFL. That's what I that's what yeah. I learned. Um, so some ba- some basic some basic stuff there. My bold. I learned that my bowl prediction is still alive, and I learned that the only undefeated team in the NFL is not the best team in the NFL. So, with that being said, boys, we um, we recapped how we did with our picks. Let's get into um, this week uh, here in the NFL. We started off uh, Thursday night: Colts, Titans, a big AFC uh, South showdown. Five and three Colts just coming off a. A loss at home against Baltimore, six and two Titans coming off a home win against Chicago. This is basically a pick 'em game um, between the Colts and the Titans. Um, I, what do you guys you know, got? I thought this was going to be a tough call for me, but now that I look at it and I and I go back and look at what's going on with Philip Rivers, I'm I'm just not sold on it, man. I'm I'm going Titans. I think they have a better game. They have a better overall outlook, and Vabril just. Uh, you know, he just kind of puts it in there and seals his deal. Matt, you going with the Yuli Bulldozer? Uh, I think he has a good game, but uh, I actually think uh, I think anybody's really? in wins. Okay. I'm just, so you there's got something to... about Tennessee this year that, like, they've had their moments and streaks, but I'm just not – I thought they were going to be a little better this year. They're just not – I'm mean, not sold on them. The running game – I'll tell you what. For whatever reason, the Titans traditionally, when they are the home team on Thursday night football, yep. are dominant. God. Colts are getting T.Y. Hilton so, back. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, the Colts are getting Hilton back, which is certainly a big boost well, for the passing Rivers. game and for Rivers. But the Titans it, traditionally have been very, very good as the home team on Thursday night. So we'll see. It'll be a good game. I'm going to go with the Titans just because I think um, they will turn the ball over less, which I think is going to be the big difference in this game. So, um, Browns, Texans, um, what do we what do we got there, boys? I I, I think that um, the Browns are just too good at running the football with a, with a, getting Nick Chubb back. Um, I, I think that uh, Miles Garrett's going to wreak havoc um, and force Deshaun Watson to have to scramble uh, for his life. So. I'm going to take the Browns, who are three-and-a-half-point favorite um, in the game. I advise all of you children out there um, about laying points on the Browns, um, but I am taking the Browns yeah, to win the game. It's, um, yeah, same for yeah. – I think it's a clean sweep, really, for all of us, man. I mean, look, the Texans are two and six for a reason, and I know they're winning games. Yeah, Both wins I, I, against yeah, the exactly. Jaguars. Um, I, I don't see them coming in and beating the Browns. The Browns have stumbled, and they are five and three, but they're putting it together and, and getting Nick Chubb back is going to be a huge boost to this team. So, yeah, and they're they're in. We're in the middle of November, and they're yep. in. The yeah, I, I see. Picture, I think we see so, the the the, um, the high scoring Browns that we've seen a few times this season. I would agree. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys basically took it out. The only thing I will add to this is I think Deshaun Watson will continue looking like a good quarterback somehow despite being on probably the most dysfunctional team in the NFL with everything that's been going on. So they are they are um they are the victim of obviously a, a terrible coach slash GM who's no longer there, a victim of having no talent on JJ defense. out. They yeah. hired somebody in their PR that pissed everybody off like it's just yeah they've they've been a victim of a lot of things a bad schedule uh, but yep. like I said two wins 
Two wins, both against the Jaguars. Speaking of the Jaguars, they roll into the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. It won't be frozen, but you've got the Jaguars and their defense going up against Aaron Rodgers and that offense who's going to have a healthy Aaron Jones back now at running back. Um, this is a 13-and-a-half point uh, spread in favor of uh, the Packers being a favorite. Uh, I'll be brief here. The Packers are going to win this game, and it's not going to be close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Packers. <laughs> I think Luton will have a decent game, though. Yeah, well, I think Luton, because it's not going to be close, I, I, I could see – I can see the kid throwing for over 300 again. See, I don't know that it's going to be not close in the sense of, like, I think the score is going to look closer than it actually is because I think basically you're going to see Aaron. Hear me out. (laughs) You're going to have, like, the Packers that are going to be up by, like, 14-17 and, like, late in the third. And then I think they're able to tack on probably, like, another one. But somehow, you know – Luton will bring the Jaguars down for like a touchdown. And yeah, I, a I mean that's that's a possibility. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be close in that. It's going to be close in the sense that I think it's going to be weirdly competitive with the score like being one of those like kind of high scoring but still teetering to the team that dominated. It, it's going to be one of those weird games. But so the Jaguars cover the thirteen and a half. I think they uh, barely do. Like I mean, all right. Barely. I don't know, but we'll see. I think they get thirteen. No. Well, we've if it all, stays at that half, the they Packers. get the 13. So, Green Bay, though, with the win. We've all got the Packers so far out of the three games. The only swing game is Matt, surprise, surprise, with the Colts, as everybody else has the Titans. We're all chalk on Browns-Packers. Next game, we've got uh, we've got Eagles-Giants. Um, Eagles are getting Miles Sanders back healthy at running back. Uh, Eagles are a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Um Normally, I would pick the Eagles to win this game, but my bold prediction says the Giants are going to win, and I'm sticking with what I, with what my gut predicted. Um, I'm taking the Giants. If I was betting the game, I'd bet the money line because I do think the Giants are going to win. Over-under is 44-and-a-half. This last game that they played on Thursday night was a one-point game um, that would have won under, so I would not be surprised if this is another under. But I'm taking the Giants, the G-men, to win, win two in a row, and uh, stay alive in the worst division in football. I've got yeah, I, I, it might be a clean sweep, I think, because, you know, Matt's going to do his homer pick. And I, honestly, I'm just picking them because I think that they have <laughs> a, a little bit more momentum and zest to them. Carson Wentz is just a terrible quarterback. I don't know how he's still a starting quarterback of an NFL team, but uh, I'm going Giants. Screw Philly. What do you got, Matt? Well, I will never, ever, ever choose – the city of Philadelphia to win anything. I'm so, gonna remember that the rest of the my, season. My dad, you, this is my you this better is not game pick for my Philly dad the rest of the, the season. I I won't. I still think the Giants. I I agree with Steve's whole prediction. I think it happens only because you're starting to see the team click. Judge has admitted that the reason why there was some a lot of shakiness early in the year is that this you got a really young team that hadn't been able to gel yet. Um, one yeah, thing he had to figure out how to coach. Them. Is I don't, and it sounds insensitive, but Hernandez, you better be fucking riding. He's not riding, dude. He's starting. It's bullshit. It's retarded. Like, he, Judge made three different line combination changes to get what he wanted, but yet you still think that you're going to plug Hernandez in? What he's he's got going on. Maybe, maybe he puts, maybe he puts Hernandez over on the right side and let Perks come in on the left. I don't know what he's going to do, but they're all going to play. He's, he is stuck to that word all season. They will all play. I know. I know, but he's not good. Like I, I like him. I've always liked him, all, but he is. A, I'm all seeing. I know. I'm seeing, all I know right now is that look, the Giants winning this game will be three and two to the division, and the the worst they can be in the division is three and three. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've all got Giants. My dad's got the Eagles. Um, next game is. Uh, is Bucks Panthers? We already know who Alex is taking. <laughs> I think that the uh, the Bucks um, bounce back. Carolina's not going to have Christian McCaffrey, so I'm going to take the Bucks. I've already typed yep. in the Bucks for Alex. What do you got, Matt? Well, you can go ahead and add uh, TB12 to me because I think Brady has a bounce back. Teddy Bridgewater's not going to keep up. 
Yeah, I think we're seeing that Bridgewater is just a bridge quarterback for Carolina, and yeah. I honestly don't expect Carolina to win many more games no. the rest of the year. I don't either. So we've all got the Bucks in that one. That's a clean sweep. That doesn't matter. Uh, Washington football team against the Detroit Lions, uh, two teams that honestly, um, you know, their their records right now, two and six and three and five, uh, leave a lot to be desired. But honestly, it's a lot that uh, was expected. Detroit's a three and a half point favorite. Um, Washington is going to get Alex Smith playing quarterback um, as Kyle Allen is going to be out for the year now. So a third starting quarterback for Washington. Detroit um, hung in there against Minnesota last week. Uh, Stafford's been okay, but he's he's starting to go into the Phillip Rivers mode of, uh, of forcing passes and late game interceptions. The running back DeAndre Swift, the rookie, has been pretty good. Um, but for whatever reason, I think that this is going to be a, a close game. I'll take Detroit just because I think they've got more weapons on uh, offense to be able to score. Uh, so I'll take the Lions. Yep. I'm, uh, I would have actually said Washington, knowing this game coming up, had Alex Smith played a little better. And I know it was his first game back. I get it. But he did not look very good. No, he did not. I think it's going to take more than a week or two. Um, I think he's going to make a bounce back. I actually truly do. But it's going to take a little bit. Detroit's got a good defense, uh, enough to hang in where, you know, Dalvin Cook's been running over all people. So, um I think they're able to squander that. I think Washington's defense has looked a little weaker, and it's a little bit of names on paper right now. So give me Detroit. Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep, man. I'm not picking Washington football over over the Detroit Lions. I'm not sold on Matt Patricia as the head coach, um, but we do have Adrian Peterson who is coming to take some shots at the team that released him when really nobody thought they would. So uh it'll be a nice yeah. little it'll be yeah it'll be a nice little run tour for him i mean he got to play minnesota last week and i mean yeah they took the l yep. but you know he he had a really good game and i think he has another really good game this week all right so next one is a, a pretty intriguing one another matchup of of good dynamic quarterbacks the bills this time go out west to play against arizona josh allen kyler murray arizona's a two and a half point favorite seven and two bills five and three cardinals over under 56 and a hook. Um, I will, I'm taking the bills. If I was betting it, I'd bet the bills in the money line. I think they've got a better defense. I think that they are more consistent on offense. I'm taking the bills. You know, I'm circling them wagons. Give me Josh Allen. Keep it short and sweet. Bills all day. Yeah. What do you, you got? Know, Alex? I, I would absolutely love to go bills here because they prove that they are a real deal. Here we go. I, I don't know why I'm doing it. I just I have a feeling. Uh, you just like you like the dynamic effect of Kyle. Yeah, Murray I mean people Russell aren't giving them credit where it's due. I mean they lost a really close game last week against yeah. Miami. They beat Seattle 37-34. They, they beat Cowboys. Yeah, yeah they beat the Cowboys 38-10. They beat the Jets 30-10. They lost to the Panthers, which shouldn't have happened. They lost to the Lions. Um, I mean. Look, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going Cardinals this game. I, I don't think the Bills are going to find a way to pull it off. I And it's it's. I know it sounds stupid saying this, but they're literally playing the exact same team they played last week in the Seattle Seahawks against the Cardinals. So, they, I mean, they pretty much are, though. We're, we're talking about Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson much- 2.0 is what they're going up against. So, it's not like they have to change their game plan on a dynamic quarterback. Oh, yeah. um, I just don't see them repeating that and moving to 8-2. and two. I, I think the Cardinals bounce back and, and outscore them. This is well, my this is swing, game. swing game. Then, as uh, Alex, Alex has the Cardinals for his swing game, everybody else with the Bills. Uh, so, we'll move on to a game that, I mean, if it ended up in a tie, I'd be happier than a pig in the mud. Broncos, Raiders, I could give a shit about either of these two shit teams um, who the Chargers managed to lose to both of. Um, Raiders, four-point favorites, 50 and a hook as the over-under. Um, you can't figure out which which team you're going to get on a given Sunday with Denver. Uh, because of that, I'll take the Raiders. Um, I've seen the Raiders. They can run the ball um, with Josh Jacobs. The Raiders are five and three overall. They're also five and three against the spread. If I was betting this game, I'd bet the Raiders to cover. Uh, so I'm taking the Raiders over the over the Broncos. Yep, give me Josh Jacobs. That kid's legit. They're running the ball well. Uh, they're a weird, shaky team, but 
Yeah. They're, they'll be yeah. Denver. Yeah, it's same for me. It's, got, it's the Raiders. I, I think we're starting to – so obviously we got we got Devontae Booker going back to, to play. You know, both the Broncos are really traveling to them. But he's, he's going up against his old team who, who put him in a special teams role towards the end of his tenure. Nobody could figure out why because he's actually a talented running back, right? So I, I think the Raiders yeah. just obviously – they just outright win this game by, by 10, really. I, I, no less than that at, at this point. Um, I'm not sold on the Broncos. I don't like them as a team. I don't like them as an organization right now. I think they're in a huge disarray. And I think we see the Raiders show, uh, you know, they're legitimately a, a contender. All right, so – we move on. Uh, that one's a, a chalk for everybody. All Raiders. Next game, uh, battle of the fifth overall pick versus the sixth overall pick. Tua versus Herbert. Dolphins versus Chargers. Uh, Dolphins one and a half point favorite over under forty eight and a half. Um, until I said it, I said it last week when the Chargers were playing the Raiders. But until the Chargers can prove to me that they can be clutch when they need to and win a close game, meaning one possession equaling eight points or less until they can do that. I don't believe that they can do that. Herbert's not the problem. It's the rest of the team performing and being clutch and making the plays when they need to. I'm taking the dolphins who, by the way, have the top scoring defense in the NFL, only giving up 18.8 points per game. Something's got to give. I hope I'm wrong. I'm taking the dolphins. Yeah. I hate to do it, but uh, going with the, uh, the stink fish, I think, not necessarily two has been what's doing it, but they're playing good team football. Although they've been making some mental mistakes, they're still finding ways to come up pretty clutch. So I'm taking. And they took the reins off of Tua a little bit in that game against the Cardinals. They let him air it out. So finally, maybe... it's it's a gradual process. So I think you're going to see Tua moving around in the pocket a little bit more this week. He started two last week. He didn't at all when he got the first start. So I Chargers are getting Bosa back. I still think. I mean, yeah, but look who what he had to face last week. Yeah, I know. I mean, he played he played against Arizona's team with Chandler Jones. I get First it. First week that he started. I mean, he's faced good DN. Yeah, he faced Aaron Donald. I know. He's faced no. elite pass rushers. I get it. So, we'll see, though. What do you got, Alex? Ugh. Alex doesn't want to make this pick because he likes her. Yeah. He doesn't believe I mean, literally, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you take the words out of my mouth. Man, I don't know. Screw it. I'm picking Chargers. Whatever. I I don't know. I I like the Chargers. Go, right, so Alex. Look, I know you're they're your team and you're not picking them. Someone's got to cheer for these guys. They got to find a way to win it. All right. So Alex has got the Chargers. My dad's got the Chargers. Matt and I both got the Dolphins. Uh, I know you hope I'm we'll right. See how that goes. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, well, Bengals Steelers boys. What's that? He's not gonna not root for his team. Oh yeah, of course. That's like, like I said. I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, Bengals, Steelers, Pittsburgh got hit with COVID. No Big Ben this week. Um, Steelers are 8-0, 6-2 against the spread. But uh, Tiger King Joe Joe Burrow, 6-1-1 against the spread. Um, it's Cincinnati plus 7.5. If I'm betting this game, I'm taking uh, Cincinnati in the 7.5. For the sake of the picks, believe it or not, this is where the Bengals give the Steelers their first loss because no Roethlisberger means no rhythm for that Steelers offense. I don't care if it's Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph. They both stink. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals. Joe Burrow is going to hum that tater all over Heinz Field. Um, it's going to be Sunday, bloody Sunday. It's going to look like a catch-up is everywhere. I'm taking the Bayou Bengals. Yeah. Uh, yep, I got right. the Bengals as well. You're pretty anti-Steelers there. Um, I think the Steelers are legit. I think they're good enough, and I think wow. they get the win. All right, so Matt's got the Steelers. My dad's got the Steelers uh, continuing to go to 9-0. and So, 49ers, the most injury uh, Can we just skip this one? In the league, Can we just skip to... this one? What's that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all Can picking we Saints. It? All right, so every... <laughs> everybody got the Saints out of the Niners? <laughs> there ain't nothing to talk right, about so there. Every... There, everybody's chalked uh, Saints. There's no way the 49ers can score enough points. Saints are 10 points. Favorites, the over-under is 49. Saints might get that by themselves. Uh, all right, so Seahawks, Rams, 6-2, and two, Rush Show going against 5-3. and three. Uh, Rams and McVay, somehow the Rams are one-and-a-half point home favorite. Uh, Vegas uh, giving, uh, giving the Rams that home field advantage love, even though there's no stands in that new stadium. Um, I'm taking Russ. 
I just don't think that the Rams offense is, is good enough. Uh, their defense is fine. and may cause some, some problems for Seattle, but I think that Russ is too dynamic um, and, the, and the weapons he got are, are too good. So I'm, I'm taking yeah. the Seahawks. Man, the Rams just getting that credit because Aaron yeah. Donald by himself. Yeah. Other than that, it's, it's, yeah, I would agree with that. Russ is gonna let's, cook. let's be serious here, right? They, they, they have that an, Russ they have an, cook. That's right. They have an overtime loss cook. to the Cardinals, and then they got beat handedly last week. And it, I'm going to say, I'm going to say right out, right. It, it was mostly because of the turnovers that Russell Wilson had. And despite those, dude, yeah, despite those turnovers, Russell Wilson threw for almost 400 yards and had three total touchdowns. So, Despite having a terrible yeah, he game, he doesn't have multiple yeah, turnovers. Despite having a terrible game, he still had a good game. So I, you know, whatever. It he's not going to make the same mistakes he did last week, and they're going to beat the Rams. It's just all right. So we've all we've all got Seahawks. Let's move on then to uh, Sunday Night Football: Ravens Patriots. Um, one team just far superior yep. right now than the other. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. There's not much Ravens, more to say. Ravens, besides Ravens. That. I I don't like. I don't listen. I, we're gonna be real brief. Real real brief about this. I don't like um, the the Ravens quarterback situation. Uh, I I don't think. I think they have a guy who's attempting to run and can't throw the ball, and that's going to haunt them so long as they can't get that figured out. In in big games, Lamar Jackson. He's going to have to throw the ball. The I mean, it's it, it is what it is. He's going to have to throw the ball in order to win games, and he's not doing that right now. So I just don't. I don't know. I I don't see him as this quarterback of the future that they're looking for. He's got way too many games this season, sub two hundred passing yards. But yeah, I still got, got them winning, winning this one. game because the, the God, they're they're just they're playing the freaking Patriots. They're terrible. <laughs> Matt, what do you got? So, as much as I actually agree with Alex on that, because I think there's something wrong in Baltimore, because they're supposed to be better than this. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're a bad team, but their quarterback oh, needs to figure out how to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they would have beat the Steelers if Lamar Jackson was throwing the ball at yeah. a high caliber. Yeah, exactly. There's a flaw there because he's honestly the Michael Vick 2.0, which great. Michael Vick could throw the ball, though. His, he, yeah, but, dude, he really was not a pocket passer at all. And it got flawed because his running was the main mode of him attacking. Now, he had this deep threat early in his career, but it didn't. I'm just saying Lamar Jackson being more of the legitimate run threat is exactly why people are figuring it out, and it's the same yeah. thing that happened with Vick. Even though he, well, with that said, though, are you but, taking the Ravens or Patriots? But I'm still going to take – Baltimore, just because I think New England is an absolute yeah, mess Josh right McDaniels now. Team. I would agree. They can yeah. figure out what Josh the hell is going on. Alright, so how about this one, though? Not this uh, this Monday nighter battle in the NFC North, uh, you got two teams going in two opposite directions. Vikings are on fire. Two in a row, looking good. Bears have lost three in a row. Not looking as formidable as they had. Um, Matt's high on the Bears. This one's in Soldier Field, um, the Monsters of the Midway. Uh, I am actually going to take Minnesota because Dalvin Cook right now is just on fire, man-possessed. So I'm going to take the Vikings um, minus the two-and-a-half. Um, I, I think that they, they established the ground game, and um, I don't know if Chicago's got – uh, the offensive uh, fortitude to stick with them. Allen Robinson questionable with the knee injury. Uh, if they don't got A-Rob in the passing game, I think Foles really struggles. Uh, so I'll take the Vikings on uh, on Monday Night Football. Skull. Skull. Now, I'm going to plug Matt in for the Bears because he believes in the Bears. Did I make it that apparent mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. picks? I mean, we've been doing yeah, this yeah. show long enough now. This is episode 35, and your bold prediction last week was that the Bills and the Bears are going to make noise in the playoffs. Yeah, no. Um, I am taking my, my swing pick. I I actually – I've got a bold prediction for this game. <laughs> What's that? Foles no, throws Foles four injured. touchdowns? <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, I think Trubisky <laughs> comes in and wins wins for the Bears. No, I think Trubisky gets back in, and I think he gets the win because he's found a way to uh, get a little more athletic. That's and he's what I said. More. Now yeah. Alex has got the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So yeah, Matt, this is your this is your swing game. So Matt, you've got uh, three. You've got two swing games. You've got the Bears and the Colts. So you got the you got the first one and the last one as your swing games. Uh, we are chalk a lot this week, boys. We're chalk with the Browns, chalk with the Packers, chalk with the Bucks, chalk with the Lions, chalk with the Raiders, chalk with the Saints, chalk with the Seahawks, chalk with the Ravens. So a lot of meaningless football games when it comes to the picks. Um, but with that being said. Um, it's going to be uh, another interesting uh, week in the NFL. Um, the three of us amigos finally get to get together and watch uh, Giants-Eagles on Sunday at Ale House. It'll be like old times. Yes, sir. Um, so that'll, that'll be good. Alex, bring uh, bring the boys if you want. Um, I'll be there for 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games, so it's going to be a good day. Um, but it'll be nice to have us all there. Um, you know those Philly fans will be there, so it's going to be real entertaining. Um so, looking forward to another week of football. Um, we'll certainly enjoy it because we're going to get to watch uh, together, which will be entertaining and, and what we're used to. So, wherever you watch football, whether it's Alehouse, String Sports Brewery, Brews Room, Duffy's, Buffalo Wild Wings, at the game, um, in your home, wherever it is, we hope you enjoy um, NFL and college football. So, boys, another good yep, show yep, again yep. tonight. Good, good show. All right, so uh, so for Matt and Alex and myself, we thank all the veterans who've served. We hope you enjoy your weekend of football. This has been another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. We'll see you next week. There you go.